Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. and uh, these ayat, Allah Azza wa Jal is mentioning that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, number one, he is not the father of any man among you, but he is the messenger of Allah, and he is the last messenger among the prophets. Meaning there will be no prophethood after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he was the last messenger, meaning there will be no more wahi after Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the deen was completed on him. And the other ayah is said from Surah Al-Hashr, Allah Azza wa Jalla said, وَمَا أَتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَقُلُوا وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا That whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gives you, mean, uh, uh, take it, and whatever he prohibits you, then stay away from it. Um, and today's khutbah, I will talk about uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the best example Allah has sent. But besides that, the best example followed by the generation of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Rasulullah sallallahu in the example of in the life of Rasulullah sallam, you have the best example, the good example in his life. Now, the one who followed the example uh, in the best possible manner was the the, uh, the the people of Rasulullah's time, that qalm, that generation. As the hadith uh, mentions about those, uh, those sahaba uh, reported by Abdullah, and he said, uh, The hadith says that Rasulullah is saying that best generation is the gen- my generation, meaning the Sahaba around him, and then the next generation, and then the next generation. Uh, so if we have to follow, of course, our example is Rasulullah and another. Uh, generation that we can look into the example of is in the, uh, the, the generation of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Today, uh, I like to uh, cover some of the examples from the seerah of Umar al-Khattab radiyallahu So, inshallah, we can get some lesson from him uh, and we can compare it to the uh, to the current situation as well. Umar al-Khattab radiyallahu he was the second Khalifa after Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu and while he was the ruler, uh, it's a famous uh, uh, thing, and we have heard many, many stories about uh, Umar bin Khattab patrolling in the streets of Medina. And uh, the reason Umar was patrolling, as we know, 
was because he was aware that Allah Azza wa Jal is going to hold, uh, hold him accountable for the job that he was responsible for. And one time we see that he was patrolling in the night with uh, uh, one of his uh, uh, one of the, one of the slaves or the servants, Aslam. And he saw a fire from far. And while he was walking, he said, let's go and check because there may be some travelers that are stranded over there. If they need some help or something. So he went along with Aslam. And when he got closer, he saw there was a woman. She was cooking something on the fire in a pot. And the children were crying over there. So before he was getting closer to the woman, he approached and he asked, can we come closer to you? Meaning so they can talk. And uh, the woman replied, if you are coming with something good, yes, otherwise don't come close. And when he got closer to her, he addressed to her as uh, the people of the light, instead of calling people of the fire, because the fire was going on. Because that can be problematic to call somebody a people of fire. So he said, people of light. And he addressed to them and he asked them, what is the situation? Why the kids are crying? And she said that the kids are crying because they are hungry. So he asked, why don't you feed them? Because he saw a pot is cooking. She said she had nothing in there except that she is boiling the water. So the kids, will, the hope that they will be fed, they will fall asleep while they are waiting for the food. And she said that uh, it is between Allah and Umar bin Khattab. Allah will address uh, Umar bin Khattab. But she did not know she was talking to Umar bin Khattab radiallahu That Allah will question him. And Umar said, how come Umar know? that uh, you are in this situation, that situation you are in. And uh, her response was, that how come he is uh, in charge of the affairs of the people, but he is not aware of us? Look how big of uh, responsibility it was, and what the Muslims expected of their rulers at that time. And uh, Umar al-Khattab right away took his uh, 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 servants, uh, Aslam, with him, and he, he headed towards the Baytul Mal and he took some, uh, 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 some weed and some fat and uh, he, he asked his uh, servant to put that on his back. And uh, Aslam said he could carry and Omar's response was, on the day of judgment, are you going to carry my burden? And then he carried the, uh, the weed and, uh, the, the, and the goods for the woman and he ran back to the woman. And now he started helping her out to cook the food for the children. Once the food was cooked, then he made sure the kids ate it, and then he moved away. And uh, he told her also, and then the woman goes, uh, that you are more, uh, uh, you are more deserving to be Amir al-Mu'mineen than Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu And Umar's response was, why don't you go to Umar tomorrow? You, may, you will find me near him, around him. And uh, of course, she will be there. In the, he was Amir al-Mu'mineen. So he moved away a little bit, and then he stopped again. And he started watching the kids. The kids were wrestling with each other, and then they fell asleep. And the Aslam asked Umar al-Khattab, why did you stop? And he said, because they were crying, and they could not fall asleep. And that was his job to make sure the hunger has been taken care of. And they fall asleep as well. And when they fell asleep, then he moved away. Similarly, another incident, he was patrolling in the streets of the Medina, and uh, he got tired. And once he got tired, he leaned toward the, one of the walls. 
and because he was tired. So he heard two women were talking. One woman was saying to the other woman that uh, mix water with the milk. And the response of the other, which was the daughter of the girl, was, uh, I cannot do that because the orders of Amirul Mu'mineen is not to mix water with milk. And she said, the mother said, that uh, her mother said that uh, Omar is not watching at this time. So mix it. And her response was that uh, she will not disobey. By Allah, I will not disobey in public. And, uh, I will not obey in public and disobey in private. And when he, Omar al-Khattab, heard this conversation, he asked Aslam to mark the door. And he continued his patrolling. patrolling. And then, uh, later on, he sent some people next day to find out who lives there. And what is the situation of those women? If they, and they were told that the woman, the girl who was talking, she's not married, and so was the mother. Uh, she was single. So Umar al-Khattab, عن, he asked his son, and his sons first, Abu Abdullah bin Umar and Abdul Rahman and, uh, and Asim. Abdullah and Abdul Rahman's response was, he asked them, if you like to marry the, this girl, the one who was asking, telling the mother that she will not mix water with the milk. And uh, Umar said, if he had energy to marry, he would have been the first one who would have made the, the girl. But he asked his sons. And uh, Abdullah and Abdul Rahman said they already had the wife. Uh, and then Asim, uh, he's the one who made the girl. And from her, her that marriage, the daughter, the daughter was, she gave birth to a daughter, and that daughter gave birth to a son who was Umar bin Abdul Aziz. And we are all aware of the Khalifa Umar bin Abdul Aziz that is referred, some of the scholars will refer to him as one of the Khulfah Rashidin after the four Khulfah in the beginning, the, the five. And the third uh, story I'd like to share, and then inshallah I'll conclude with the current situation so we have an idea of why we read this story. Third one was once he was uh, patrolling again, and he saw a man was cooking something on the fire. Uh, he had the fire and he was sitting there and he heard a woman was, uh, uh, she was crying or moaning and, uh, because she was in labor pain. So he, uh, he went to him and asked, uh, what are you doing here? <coughs> and what is the noise? And he said, this is not, not, not your concern. But Omar asked again. And he said, he's here because he wants to collect the spoil of war from Omar al-Khattab, real mu'mineen. And this is his wife in the tent who was uh, giving birth to a child. And he asked, do you, you have another somebody to help her? And he said, no, she's alone in there. So Omar, right away, he went to, went to his place and asked his wife, Umm Kulthum, Bint Ali, radiallahu anhu. She was the daughter of Ali, who was married by Umar al-Khattab. Uh, and he asked, uh, he told her about the situation of the, the woman, uh, who, was a, who was a stranger, and he told, he told her that, would you like to get some ajar? Now look at the way he's talking. And the response, uh, response, the response of the, uh, Umm Kathum, Bint Ali was, that if that is your wish, she will go. And she, she went with Umar bin Khattab and she helped the woman to give birth. And while they were going there, so he asked her to collect, take the, 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 the pots or whatever other things that you need for uh, childbirth. And he took some food like grain and fats with him so he can cook for them. When, he went there, when they went back, Umar bin Khattab sent his wife inside the tent so she can help the woman. 
and he started helping the guy outside with uh, cooking the food. When the food was ready, uh, his wife replied from, uh, from inside the tent, Ya Amirul Mu'mineen, she gave the glad tidings of a boy. And when the guy, the, the, the Bedouin, who was there for collecting the spoil of war, he, when he heard, he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, he got startled. He went, went away a little bit away from Umar al-Khattab, because he was not expecting that would be Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anh. And then Umar said, gave the food to his wife, she fed the woman, and then with the rest of the food, she pushed it out, so the guy can eat as well. And then Umar al-Khattab told him to come tomorrow to the courtyard uh, uh, of the Khalifa, Umar al-Khattab, and he gave the stipend for the child, uh, which was the norm, to give a stipend for the newborn, and also he gave the, what he was there for, the Bedouin and his wife. Now, why am I bringing uh, these examples? One of the things is Allah Azza wa Jal talks about the Sahaba that radiallahu anhum wa radu an. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased collectively with all of them and they are pleased with Allah Azza wa Jal. So that's the status of the Sahaba. This is why Ijma'i Sahaba is considered as one of the sources of Islam. That we can extract the rulings from that. Now, the purpose of mentioning that is today we find many of our rulers, uh, even though they are doing all the atrocities against the Ummah, unfortunately. Like many of you are aware of what is happening in Turkey now. Now Turkey is attacking the, 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 the Kurds. Now, unfortunately we are to that extent, many of us do not even understand when they are, he is attacking or the Turkish, Turkish army is attacking, they are Muslim. Many of the people think of it as Kurds are somebody who are not even Muslim or something, and Turkey is after them. So he is attacking our own brothers and sisters over there. These forces cannot be utilized against us, uh, 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 the Bashar. It cannot be used against the Zionist uh, state which is butchering the Palestinians next to us. It cannot be used for the Hindu regime which is attacking the Muslims in Kashmir. So. When it comes to our old brothers and sisters, we find all their strength. And this is something that we have to question. Are they, as, are they ruling as Allah Azza wa Jal ordered us to do? Are they ruling? Or do we hold them accountable the way we used to hold accountable our leaders? <coughs> like Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anh, he was so worried about the situation of Ummah, he was walking during the night time. He could not sleep during the night time because he knew he is accountable in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. And every individual is accountable for, not only the human beings, but he was worried about even the animals. Like one of the reports talk about, that he used to say, that if a mule, a, a, a mule stumbles in Iraq, Allah Azza wa Jal is going to uh, hold Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anh accountable for, why he did not pave the path, so that poor animal would have not stumbled. This is the kind of ruling that Islam expects from us. But today, we are, have uh, forgotten about the rules of Islam. How Allah Azza wa Jal wants us to rule by Islam, which is the mercy for the whole alameen. This is why Rasulullah was sent to the mankind. <coughs> that we have sent you for nothing but the rahmah, but the mercy. And that mercy encompasses not only Muslim brothers and sisters, that encompasses everybody including any creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. 
We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have, uh, uh, to have rulers that we have over us. May Allah Subhanahu replace these corrupt rulers with the one who are just, the one who bring the justice from Islam. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.